Welcome to Dinner in the Bible. That's uh, Remy's <laughs> Pretending to be her dad. And that's from like three rooms down. <laughs> dad, stop! That's from the basement! No, no, you have to look, you have to do the, the hiccup break. Right? Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. His first track meet or his Yay, first cross country yeah. meet. Slay. Yup, yup, yup. Three think. miles yeah. and 24 minutes, baby. Among us. That's pretty good, man. That is good, Ian. That's under 10 that's minutes. That's your very under, first That's meet. under 10 minutes a mile. It's pretty amazing. I only do 10 minute miles. And he just started. Yeah. Just a month and a half ago. Mm-hmm. No wonder Coach said I'd be a superstar by the time I'm a senior. He did? Yeah. If you focus, man, your legs would grow and everything. I believe it. And you'll have a six-pack, so the ladies will be like, wow, look at that Whoa. guy. Oh. Frankie, I am finally ready to get girl. Yeah. Maybe. Okay, dinner in the Bible. <laughs> yeah. The dinner part's weird, because to reward Ian, you got a quarter pounder, right? Mickey D's. Mickey D's. Mickey D's. And, I get, to, and I get to um you profit off of that, even though I didn't do anything. No, you went. Yeah, you came to. If you stayed home, we wouldn't have. Br- we, you would have to watch your brother eat French fries and a quarter pounder, mm. and your mom to eat a Big Mac. And no, you, I would have. And you it. and you would eat the salad. <laughs> so. I would have stole his fries anyway. Got a root on your brother. That's right. I would have stole his fries anyway. So, with that in mind, the key to success, according to business, is transformation. Transformation. Yeah. So become Sailor Moon. I shall become a female. Become Sailor Moon. Fighting evil by moonlight. Winning love by day. I will transition, alright. Never running from the real Forbes magazine. Forbes. Yep. Furby. Says that if you look at all the successful transformation companies, that's uh, Xerox, Nicoya. Right, there's a transition. Well, the ones who didn't succeed is. Xerox, Toys R Us, Blockbuster, uh, Kodak. So those guys didn't transform fast enough. They didn't see what was on the horizon. And so they didn't change to succeed to that finish line because they were still running an old finish line, a finish line that no one even raced anymore. So they went downhill. Yeah. We're going down, down. Except right now, Nokia's making a comeback. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's what? so many memes about its unbreakability, which is really partially true. And there's the Arabic Nokia there's, sound effect. There's some people that don't want a smartphone. Yeah, oh. because... So you what's, your, what? what's your option? Nokia. Nokia. The thing? Yeah. Really? It's also unbreakable. Uh, they'll go back to old times? They just text it with a little... Yeah, they, like... They come with a little keyboard. Yeah, but that was so... Oogboo. Tiny? That was so 1980s. Well, I'm sure you might. Like, so I'm, I'm sure you might still be able to just hit the hold button and then text to talk or talk oh. talk turn it into text. But the only Nokia that I would own is limited edition. Limited edition. Is the limited edition Hello Kitty Distractions for their kid or the, 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 the seniors don't want the distraction. They're like, they hey, did you see the meme or did you see the video I sent you? And they'll be like, nope. 
Cause Nokia. <laughs> and then and then it's like their phone is unbreakable. Like you can't. It's you you can't hack it and and make it like do weird things like listen to you while you're taking a shower or weird things that you can do with other phones. Yeah, or or um like flood your thing with illegal stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, if I were to own a Nokia, the only one that I would want is the Hello Kitty Bedazzle one. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I would kill somebody for that. Hello Kitty Bedazzle phone? The freaking Hello Kitty Bedazzle jeweled phone. Like, it's The reason pink. they want the Nokia... It's pink. The reason the comeback is existing because they're small. So, Apple, guess what Apple's doing? <laughs> what? They're making their phones it's small again. And it's sparkly. Like the original size. Oh. So it can actually fit in someone's pocket. Yeah. Like, unlike these others. I'm like, I'm irradiating my uh, private spot. Wow, nice. <laughs> so they're making a smaller phone. Yeah. Uh-huh. And by the way, that is not, uh, that is not fiction. The phone irradiates. I mean, it's like, it's yeah. got a lot of power through it. And a lot of people like me carry it in my, in my butt pocket or my front pocket. And mm. so I'm, I'm gonna, either going to get butt cancer or front cancer. I'm going to become mutant. But, Ooh. Anyways, outside of that, transformation can actually be, although unavoidable, a successful uh, for the uh, and thriving uh, for the organization. Yep. Um, so, what what would make one success story of transformation better than the other? Since eighty was it sixty seven percent have least have at least uh, under uh, experienced underperforming transformation, i.e. General Electric, my old company. Oh, GE, they're in the gutter. Gutter. But now, this Thanks. new guy, Larry Culp, he's making it better. His transformation is actually makes more sense. And uh, he's letting go of the old past of conglomerates control everything. No, conglomerates are exposed to everything. There's a huge difference before, whereas if you had 15 companies and two of the fields were bad, then the other 13 would carry it. It's not that way anymore. It's if the other two are bad, they might sink the, the entirety of the company. So now he's just down to three companies and he's breaking up, breaking up. The true GE is going to be aircraft. Oh. So conglomerates are no longer, why? What changed? Uh, everything from global um, issues like right now logistics. I don't care what company you're at. It's, it's impacting you. So GE's not doing well due to logistics problems. Whereas if you transformed yourself like um, Amazon, you know, most of Amazon's money is not from shopping. Oh, what is it from? Advertisements? No, well, that too, but it's from uh, the cloud. Oh. They basically invented cloud for commercial use. So they needed to have a system to support the entirety of their uh, catalog up on the internet. And so they made these cloud structures where they're redundant and they're bulletproof and they're up 99.9999% of the time. And then someone at Amazon raised their hand and says, you know, we could sell this technology to other people that need 99.9999% uptime. And okay. thus, their billions are made. <laughs> and Jeff Bezos now can go to space anytime That's he That's right. Wants. So that transformation actually is twofold. One, he basically dominated the internet by getting there first to sell stuff. And then secondly, to sustain that sale, he built something no one ever had before. A cloud infrastructure. So. <laughs> for many businesses, transformation is do or die. Welcome Sears Roebuck. So who invented shopping without actually a store? Jeffrey Bezos. So Sears Roebuck. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Robux? Yeah. They had Robux? catalogs, and every oh, every year, right. like Christmas, the, the Christmas, Christmas kids would look at the catalog. Oh, the catalog's here! And then they would force the parents to order whatever was on that catalog. They would like go through it in circles. What chain? Really? How do they tell? Because they never realized the internet was the catalog. And then when they transformed from catalog to stores, they used malls because malls came big in the 70s. They become what they call anchor stores. They were, they were the Sears, and then they attracted all the other tiny stores. KB Toys, uh, Merry-Go-Round Fashion, um, Toys R Us. But then, you know, the movement of malls became passe because the internet came around. Yeah, nobody wants to go to the mall. They just order it off online. online. Or they see it on the mall. Well, that's too expensive. And Can't they go buy. back and order it online. Can't buy boba online. Yeah, you can. Well, like, not the Well, funny you can get it delivered, but yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's true. Yeah, but you can't get free. Remy's Bobo delivery service. Mm-hmm. Oh. Clutch is on a bike and she'll die. Child labor, baby. Because she'll make it here in the kitchen and then run off and then, you know. I'll make it here. Uh, I will go from the living room to the kitchen and then instantly faint because of fatigue. Because of sweat. Make child labor legal again. Oh, okay, yeah. that's a joke. That's a joke. For legal reasons, this is a joke. <laughs> Unless. So, for many businesses, transformation is do or die. Too often, however, it is seen as a dirty word, a fig leaf for redundancies, where a failure in vision and leadership leads to an overworked, stressed, and untrusting workforce, i.e. hello, Medinas. <laughs> this research shows that bringing emotions to the heart of transformation significantly increases the chance of success and safeguards the well-being of a workforce. Mm, emotion. So according to the study, adopt and nurture leadership skills. So your leaders who think differently shouldn't be put down. Okay. I was trying to tell them, I know they're thinking differently, but they're headed in the wrong direction. (laughs) They didn't didn't listen to me. Create an inspirational vision that the workforce can believe in. So have an inspirational vision that the workforce is really backing up and protecting the company, not just checking boxes. Or as they call it, uh, quiet quitting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Build a culture that embraces and empowers everyone's opinion. Hello, Gold Seal. <laughs> they will never hire me again because I am way too opinionated, which is wrong. Um, set clear responsibilities and be prepared for the change. Use technology to drive visible action and find the best ways to connect and co-create. Find the best ways to connect. Right? What's your opinion on NFTs? I have no opinion. Screenshot. It's, it's a waste right now because there's no reason. Uh, yes. So, a bride for Isaac in Genesis 24-1. Abraham, who was Isaac's father. What did Abraham try to do to Isaac, by the way? Not good. No. What did he do? Tried to cut him. Brought him up to the mountains and what? Tried to sacrifice him. good. What did he do? Try to sacrifice him? Yeah. Even though when he said, hey, Dad, uh, where's the sacrifice? And Dad's response... The Lord will provide. Wait, wait, wait. Hey, Dad, why are you carrying a rope and a knife and a, and a board that is literally just my size? That's a surprise tool that'll help us later. <laughs> <laughs> and that duct tape, even though it's not even the 21st century, <laughs> that's to keep your mouth shut. 
That's a surprise tool that'll help us later. Now Abraham was old, well advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. Didn't he wow. live, uh, like according to the Bible, like 150 years or something? Which is impossible, by the way. No, it's possible. What? It's possible. The closer you are Queen to, Elizabeth. to Adam, the more your the more pure your genes are. I eat no cancer. I thought human life expectancy back then was like 20. No, remember? They lived to like a hundred something. Well, then Queen Elizabeth must have It's not blooded. probable. Yes, it's because not with probable. disease and everything else. But if you remove disease, cancer, and all right. the like, yeah, you're gonna they didn't have all that. He had he had God's blessing, so I guess that counts. With the intermarriage and everything, that's what caused all the problems. No, no, mom, no. It's disease. Like you know how us humans Can I were. Talk now? Okay, okay. Abraham said to his servant, Eleazar of Damascus. Stop believing myths about the past. Okay. Ian, what did your mom say about when you're overridden with emotion? Okay. The oldest of his household. Eleazar was the oldest of his household? Oh, that's the wrong thing about your brother. Who? Who? Yeah, this is a different Eleazar. Who had charge over all that Abraham owned. So basically, his servant was the second in command. Please put your hand under my thigh. Weird. Huh? As is customary for affirming a solemn oath. No. So when someone's old and they can't they can't stand stand up anymore, they can't shake your hand. So they put it under your thigh. Like a right right belief. Anyways. So I saw fruit. I I will make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven, who, if he's the second in command, knows God exists. Of all the things, right? Like, what happened to his nephew? Sa... Sodomy and Gomorrah. Yeah. So, Sodom. <laughs> Sodom and Gomorrah. So, you know, <laughs> basically he had seen... He, he had seen God work, right? So he knows anything he swears by God. Yep. You better God keep is real. it. Yep. So... The God of heaven and the God of earth that you will not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I live. Oh, really? Where are you going to find a wife? But you will instead go to my former county, country, Mesopotamia. Most Mesopotamia! That's a good, that's a good quiz. What, what home country was Abraham? Mesopotamia. Can Canaan! Wrong! <laughs> the land between two rivers. Mesopotamia. Pangea. Mesopotamia. What did you say? Pangea. And, and, and to my relatives and take a wife... For my son Isaac, the heir of the covenant promise. Now, as the second in command, he also had to be loving, right? Because he's like, oh, so someone else is going to take over, not me. Mm -hmm. So he really trusted him. We should probably take that Bible class on that Old Testament stuff. It'd be interesting. You know the Hillsdale I'll probably disagree with most of what they're saying. But anyways. <laughs> no, no, the servant, the servant said to him, suppose the woman will not be willing to follow me back to this country. Well, that's an honest question. Yeah. Should I take your son back to the country from which you came? Abraham said to him, see to it that you do not take my son back there. The Lord, the God of heaven, who took me from my father's house, from, my, from the land of my family and my birth, who spoke to me and swore to me, saying, to your descendants I will give this land. He will send his angel before you to guide you. And you will take a wife from there for my son and bring her here. And the servant's like, I haven't seen an angel forever. <laughs> but okay. If the woman is not willing to follow you to this land, then you will be free from my oath and blameless. blameless. Only you must never take my son back there. So the servant put his hand... Why? What? What? 
If he, if his son went back there, what would happen? Why, why, why was that such a big thing? I mean, weren't the Jews like? What would be the temptation? I don't actually know, other than going back to the old gods. Going back to the old place, falling in love with the old place, falling in love with the woman of an old place, and then staying there. Which would break what? God's promise. God's covenant. Yes. Abraham had to stay in Canaan. Yeah, and yeah. you know, if you let the devil in in a little bit of the creak of the yeah. door, hey, he's, he's for sure yeah. going to fall in love with somebody in hey, Mesopotamia. Yeah. yeah so he says, do not take my son there. He knows what the devil's going to do. Yeah. So this transformation, mind you, is he was born in Mesopotamia. He bumped into God. Bob, God says, you're a good man. I'm going to give you all of Canaan. So he goes down to Canaan, becomes very successful. Oddly enough, he keeps lying about his wife being a sister. But anyways, outside of that... <laughs> He says, do not go back there because that would break my promise. And God promised me my family would grow here. Not back in Mesopotamia. That's right. Mesopotamia was a a place of paganism anyway. So the servant's feeling a lot of pressure here, man. And so the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham, his master, and swore to him concerning this matter. Then the servant took ten of his master's camels and set out taking some of his master's good things with him. So he got up and journeyed to the Mesopotamia, Tigris, and Euphrates River to the city of Nahor. Nahor? Nahor. Let, let me see. The home of Abraham's brother. Yeah. Oh. Abraham's um, brother? Yeah. Nahor. Yeah. He made the camels kneel down beside the city by the well of water at the time of the evening when women go out to draw water. And he said, this is the servant who believes in the Lord and doesn't want to break promises, right? Oh, no. Be, he goes, Oh Lord, God of my master Abraham, please grant me success today. Please, that's the phrase I wanted you to remember before your race. Please, please grant me success today. Yep. And success is basically don't do a DNF. Don't screw up. Right. Don't do a DNF. Do not, do, not, do not finish. Dream. Do not finish. <laughs> so he says, Please grant me success today, which we should actually say that every day we leave, really. Please grant me success today and show loving kindness, faithfulness to my master Abraham. Or basically to what I'm trying to do, my promise to Abraham. Behold, I stand here at the spring of water and the daughters of the men of the city are coming out to draw water. And my name is Pedro Fille. Oh, no, that's uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, Eliezer. That's wrong. Oh, he's looking down at me right now. Anyways. And he said, God of Master of Abraham, please grant me success today and show loving kindness to my Master Abraham. Behold, I stand here at the spring of water. The daughters of the men of the city are coming out to draw water. And then he outlines his new plan. Now let it be that the girl to whom I say, please let down your jar so that I may have a drink after she filled it up. Like you could have told me before I filled it up. And maybe she, may she be the one whom you have selected as a wife. For your servant Isaac, and by this I will know that you have shown loving kindness and faithfulness to my master. Um, so, before Eleazar had finished speaking and praying, before he even finished saying amen, Rebecca came out with her water. Here she comes! On her shoulder. Rebecca was the daughter of Bethuel, the son of Milcah, who was the wife of Abraham's brother Nahor. Let's see. That's his cousin. Welcome to Alabama. Anyways, 
The My girl was very beautiful. Longer. A virgin, unmarried, and she went down to the spring oh, and filled oh, her jar. And came up. Oh, Why doesn't Texas us? Stop it. Then the servant ran to meet her and said, Please let me drink a little water from your jar. And she now said, Drink, my lord. And she quickly lowered her jar to her hand and gave him a drink. And when she had given Eleazar a drink, she said, I will also draw water for your camels until they have finished drinking. Wow, that's a nice. Oh, thank God. It's a nice. Yeah, I mean, this guy's a stranger. Um. So she quickly emptied her jar into the trough and made another run and ran again to the well and drew water for all his camels. Wow. That's a lot of camels. Meanwhile, the man... That's ten camels, man. Oh, that's a lot of water. They can can drink. Meanwhile, the man stood gazing at Rebecca in reverent silence, waiting to know if the Lord had made his trip successful or not. When the camels had finished drinking, Eliezer took a gold ring weighing half a shekel and two bracelets for her hands weighing ten shekels in gold. That's a lot of gold. And said, whose daughter are you? Please tell me, is there room in your father's house for us to lodge? And she said to him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, Milka's son, whom she bore to her husband, Nahor. And again, she said to him, we have plenty of both straw and feed and room to lodge. The man bowed his head and worshiped the Lord. He said, because blessed be the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who has not denied his loving kindness. That's important. And his truth to my master. That's important. As for me, the Lord led me to the house of my master's brothers. So, I say the transformation that Ian went through was from last summer. He went through with the basketball. Basketball, successful tennis. tennis. Not really successful. And so, um, and then we were shopping around for high school, and then we bumped into, of all things, a cross-country coach who's got a table, and he says, I'm building a team. Um, and I said, man, I think Ian would be really good at this. Even though Ian had never run. run. Yeah. And I freaking crushed my first race. So the transformation is, okay, basketball didn't work out. Right. Uh, tennis didn't work out. The camaraderie, the camaraderie, the friendship in either sport really didn't work out. Right. There was no and then I'm sitting here, we pick Dominican, and as a faithful servant ourselves to God, I saw the bill it would take every year, and I still said, God wants this. Who am I to... Well, God made it clear when Ian got that um, special scholarship, award yeah. scholarship, the, yeah. the educational scholarship. So I'm like, who am I to make a decision that God's already influencing us to, right? yep. to keep him in, in, in his faith uh, and to keep him away from... And it's a nicer, smaller school. Smaller school, keep him away from troubled kids who like bullying people. And a lot of the kids that we met today are very nice. The, and, the cross-country kids. Yeah, and, and so the camaraderie, he's already made friends with uh, Fabian. Yeah, there's uh, some freshmen. Saul. And yeah. Mary. Mary. Who's oh. not a freshman. Right. Sophomore. Sophomore, but she, she goes, and she goes to another school. Yeah. She does? Yeah, yeah East she goes to a different school. Those two other twin girls also go to a different school. Oh. And they but I guess because they, they don't have, have track at this. Oh, okay. So that's, why they... that's cool, though. See? Yeah. Now you even have on your... Yeah, uh, and then there's the... Now, I'm not, I'm not saying that there's going to be a winner dance and there's not going to be a girl down in uh, uh, Dominican that you can ask, but uh, you have two other schools, apparently, where you can ask yeah. two different types of girls. Yeah. So, and there's also the seniors of my team. 
yeah. who, who I take advice from, and yeah. Yeah, and so you're closer to these guys than you did in two years of basketball. Yeah. So that transformation right there, uh, the loving kindness of our Lord, because I was praying, and the owner was praying too, he was like, Lord, please let him find friends. He seems uh, lonely at times, and you've even... You know, mentioned to us that it's crushing that no one wants to pick you for their team right. at school or their group. And I'm like, please, Lord, give him uh, something different, a transformation indeed. Yeah, I forgot to mention that I do have friends. It's just that they, none of them were good, good friends. The last time I had a friend like that was in the Philippines. Right. So you needed a friend that you can actually, and if, even if something personal came up, like you might have a, uh, the ability to trust them or even Lily. Yeah, um, I trust her. Yeah. So this transformation was really important for your mother and I. Kind of. We're really hopeful that this will be your sport for your high school life. Yep. And um, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. And I looked up transformation in, in Forbes. Yeah. And Forbes says, no, you have to transform. You can't right. stay who you are. Be That's why you. there's that thing called a, a lifelong learner. Yeah. Even though me and daddy are in our 50s, we're not going to stop learning things. That's how stories work, too. Mm-hmm. In stories, it, stories are all about change, you know? Yeah, and that's what you, even if you don't live a life, you read that story and you're like, oh, that's, that taught me something. Right. Right. And so, in this particular case, not only do rich people follow this, Forbes Magazine transformation Everybody does. is required for success, but also people, people in the Bible, yeah. right? The servant was very like, Lord, grant me success. Right. Well, what kind of success do you want? Well, I need to find a woman and I need signs. So please grant me signs. And then the sign was there and he took it, right? Now he could have easily said, well, it's a sign, but it might not be her. Right? Yeah. You got to have faith too. Right. So. Yeah, I had faith in myself when I tried to do that. Alright, there's six seconds before the three seconds left. Oh, I got 